Billy D here with another exciting pre-Cal Jam podcast with somebody that blew up the stage last year at Cal Jam. And I was actually quite worried about you come out with that chair and I'm starting to freak out. But then you just were like not only so intelligent, articulate, but you were like a comedian out there. Let's give it up this morning for Dr. David Kennedy, DDS, who spoke about fluoride last year. You wanted to open up with a 48-minute or 48-second video or uh, audio. Why don't you describe what you want to talk about real quick? Well, I want to say, Billy, that this is the best gathering of healers I've ever been at. 3,000 healers that don't use drugs, don't use surgery, and they use their knowledge and their love to get the patients well. And I'm delighted to be back again this year and tell you again and some more about how we can bring this country out of the quagmire that it's in and help them heal. There are unapproved drugs added to the water supply that are contaminated with a gob of stuff, and there are things we can do about it. And you are the people to make it happen. They made it happen in San Diego in 1954, and so we're going to make it happen nationwide. And But we need to come together and go to work because we have a huge industry on our tail trying to knock us down. So let's stand up turn around and knock them down. And that's what Cal Jam is about. I've never seen such a wonderful gathering of healers in my life. And I'm really delighted to be back and share with you what's new on the horizon and what we can do about the problems of the past. And we'll bring it to the 2017 Cal Jam. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and I was thinking that on the way in, you know, because I knew I was going to be talking about you. What can the public, especially, I mean, I'm going to look at chiropractors It's going to be the ones that are going to lead this because we're the ones that are really about true health. And obviously, if you are come from a drug kind of paradigm, you're not going to really think twice about adding drugs to the water. And fluoride, to me, a fluorosilic acid is really just a drug, in my opinion. And there's no really dose control, I don't think, to some degree, because you look at everybody's individual makeup and size. I mean, how are we going to really coordinate how much fluoride a person gets, but what can John Q. Public do, or what can we, us chiropractors do, or other health professionals that are allied with our philosophies do in their own cities to work with uh, the municipalities on getting the fluoride out of the water? You said it happened in San Diego. Why don't you run us through what we did down there? Well, in 1952, the city council said, let's put hazardous waste from Florida that they, used, they had left over from making the nuclear bombs in the water supply because somebody somewhere said it was good for kitties. And so for kitties. the chiropractors... What do you mean by kitties? Oh, for children. Yeah, children, kitties. The, the, I, I suppose, is that the political correct term for the little short people that come out every now and then? No, I thought you were talking about cats at first, and I'm going, I don't know where he's going right now, but it didn't it's sound good. Cats. <laughs> you can watch one of my videos, Poison Horses. It's bad for horses, too. So, anyway, so what happened was that the city council said, oh, and this is the, it's recommended. And there was no evidence at all that it would do anything except harm. And everybody in San Diego, you could open up the kitchen cabinet in the bottom there, there was a, a, a can of rat poison. So they knew back in 1952 that fluoride was rat poison. That is the only thing it's good for. It's bad for rats, it's bad for children, and so there's no reason to add it to the water supply. Well, what happened in 1952 was they sued them. The court said, you can't sue the deciders. The deciders get to decide. So if you want to stop 
something that the deciders have decided, then what you have to do is either diselect them, put somebody else in office, or you can pass your own law. So San Diego passed their own law that says you can't add silicon fluoride to the public water supply. You can't charge us for it. You can't put it in the bill. You can't put it in the in the uh, uh, the taxes. Of course, they're breaking that law. I'd assume last month to stop them from doing that because that you say we're going to work behind the scenes. They are working behind the scenes. The government of the United States is spending $100 million a year in propaganda to go out and tell our elected officials how it's recommended. However, the tool that I have today, I didn't have in 1954. We have it today. It's a letter, a warning letter from the Food and Drug Administration says, cease and desist immediately. You're selling an unapproved drug that's not safe, not effective, not for children, Oh, what terrible drug were they using? Pure sodium fluoride in vitamins and tablets and drops. Well, I, I look, why should we allow the municipality to force upon us unapproved drugs that the Food and Drug Administration has never approved to be ingested? And, and just for your information, there is no way on this earth that the Food and Drug Administration would approve a drug that was only 17% of the poison, and 83% arsenic, lead, cadmium, mercury, and a potpourri of other stuff from the wastewaters of the pollution scrubber system, phosphate fertilizer mining industry. That's not a drug. That's hazardous waste. Right. You are giving your, your water supply so they can dispose of their hazardous waste. And it's no longer from the United States. It's from Mexico, China, China. Japan, Florida. Belgium, and Holland. Well, what what about all those other countries? Why don't they put it in their own water? It's not allowed. I filmed a documentary in China where they have a whole program of getting good water to the people that doesn't have fluoride in it because it cripples them. Well, does it cripple us? Sure. You've got patients in your practice that have lower back pain. You've got patients with bad knees, bad joints, bad hips. That's what it does. It, fluoride's a poison. It accumulates in the bone. And it makes really, really good business for the orthopedic surgeon putting in titanium knees and joints. You say there are only a few thousand people, but every chiropractor has 2,000 people that rely upon him, or 4,000 if we go back a few years, who rely upon him from time to time for health guidance. Well, hey, look, we've just got an army of people we can get mobilized if we can tell them what to do. And what we do is we send that warning letter to every city council member, every dentist. we got to take the dentist out of the role. Every hygienist, every dental assistant, every public health doctor, and every pediatrician. And say, are you prescribing unapproved drugs for your patients? You know that's a felony? Let me ask you this, because I get this a lot from people, too, that they say that fluoride is a naturally occurring substance, and I, I know what you're going to tell me, but I want you to do this for my audience, and that it, you know, it's, it's, it's normal for it to be in the water, but the fluoride that's natural to our environment is not the same thing as fluorosilic acid. Is, am I correct on that? That fluorosilic acid is a man-made product for making fertilizer. Right. So it has never been in, on the planet in existence until we started... Uh, Using as it's not it's basically it's just a waste product from the. It's also it wasn't it used in also aluminum manufacturing as well. 
yes, but you can use pure sodium fluoride for that, or they can use silicon fluoride for that. But silicon fluoride is the byproduct of making uh, the nuclear weapons of uh, the 40s, is that they, they run a bulldozer into the mountain, they pull up uh, what's called uh, uh, limestone, Mm-hmm. They crunch it up and they put uh, phosphoric acid on that. What comes off is hydrofluoric acid. Hydrofluoric acid will eat a hole in your brain or your stainless steel or concrete. It, it's terrible stuff. And yes, it's a natural substance. It is the bully of the periodic chart. You couldn't weld if you didn't have fluoride because it's a scavenger when you're running a hot torch across something to weld it. It is not a nutrient. It is a deadly poison. So natural substances, lead is natural. Of course, of course, of course. But, I mean, what I was trying to lead, lead up to is people tell me that it's, it's nat- like if you were, if we go back to hunter-gatherer days, it was in the water at, at, in those times. Yes, let me go back to hunter-gatherer days. And how can we tell what happened then? We can dig up the bones of the hunter-gatherers, grind them up, and measure the amount of lead, arsenic, radiation, fluoride in those bones because the bone is a repository for all those poisonous things because your body has no use for those it parks it in a tissue that turns over slowly the trouble is you end up with leukemias and fragile bones and stuff like that if we look at the hunter-gatherers we have 5,000 times more arsenic in our bones today than we did 5,000 years ago and led to and Fluoride is up several fold, like tenfold. So our industrial processes where we took these things out of, out of the soil and put them into our diet is poisoning our bodies. And so, yes, it's a natural substance. It's a byproduct of industry and that we don't need byproducts of industry in our air, our food, or our water. And that's what we have to stand up for because if you say oh, gee golly, uh, it's just a little tiny bit, then you have to ask the question, how much is enough to hurt you? And that you will find, they will admit, and you can watch one of my videos called uh, Fluoridation Advocate Admits Poisoning Babies, where when asked the right question, should a baby have a bottle with formula made up with fluoridated tap water, he said, no. you got to watch for about five minutes because he's busy dancing around saying human breast milk, should be given the baby's first food. Why? Because God doesn't let any fluoride come out in the breast milk. That's what she thought ought to happen. Right. But the deciders had a different attitude. As long as they're receiving money from people that have this stuff to get rid of in the form of donations to their political campaigns, and the American Dental Association receives copious quantities of funds for their seal of approval and from industry that is selling fluoridated products. As a matter of fact, if you want the seal of approval, you have to have fluoride in your product. So they're generating huge amounts of money and they use it to promote more fluoride. That it's not logical, it's greed. Greed at its most fundamental purpose is to gather money from you. And that's what they're doing. They're gathering money from us through our municipalities, through the United States government, spends hundreds of millions of dollars sending liars out to the municipalities telling them how good it is to put silicon fluoride in the water supply. It's time to stand up and say, I smell a rat. Right, a dead rat at that, baby. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, I'm really big on like testing stuff. Like I have a, 
uh, Geiger counter because when the whole thing with Fukushima started happening and me being in the ocean, I wanted to check the water. Is there a fluoride tester that you recommend that would really – because I, I've used some in the past that just the, – the, the results are too variable. Is there a good tester out there that you can buy so you can test your own water? Yes. Uh, you can test your own water with a thing. You can watch me using one in my uh, documentary called uh, China's Battle with Crippling Water. It's on YouTube. It's called a colorimeter. And the only thing is you should wear rubber gloves or actually better nitrile gloves when you're doing it because the uh, Spadden's technique ha has a uh, arsenic component. And so it's basically a color change that's using a machine to read the color change. I want somebody, and I know they have the technology, it's just not popular, and I would pay them to do it. I want somebody to invent a dipstick. Like, right, exactly. When you go to the doctor and they want to know what your BUN and creatinine are on your urine, they just take a little stick and dip it in there, and they say, oh, you're this, that, and one. Well, we can do that with fluoride. It's, we don't want you to know what's in your water. But the colorimeter will only measure water, but they're 40 bucks on Amazon.com. You can get fairly cheap ones. Where And, and when you do it, get... Uh, a pair of nitrile gloves or actually several pairs so that you don't or you can you can go to Home Depot and buy uh, acid gloves and, and you don't have it on your skin but uh, that's the uh, that's so the, only the, the testing that. is that the testing is that bad for your skin the ingredient that you add to the water to make it change color I got it contains arsenic and so if you're holding it with your left hand and you're squirting it with your right if you don't and you are been drinking or something like that and you miss the hole and get some on your fingers you don't want to do that i mean it's not going to kill you but you go off to the bathroom and wash your hands the lady uh, karen wetterham is a toxicologist at uh, at uh, uh, dartmouth was doing that with uh, uh, dimethyl mercury and got two two drops on her on her latex gloved hand stripped it off washed her hand and she died in six months Jeez. with with therapy for mercury poisoning she died of mercury poisoning so there are lots of things on this planet, Mercury's natural. There's lots of things on this planet we don't want to get involved in our biological systems because they're deadly poison. Mercury's one of them, fluoride's another. Dentistry loves it because they have no knowledge whatsoever of toxicology and the toxicological impact. If you want to know how little those people know, it's, it's basically ask them what dose of fluoride will kill you. You know, that's always been my whole big, you know, because I go to a dentist too, and I mean, because I, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but I was, my mom was a dental hygienist, and she was groomed all four of her sons to become dentists. Like, did I ever tell you that story? No, but no. sounds like good mom. So, and I had already been accepted at Loma Linda, at University of Pacific, and, and USC to go to dental school, and then I came home after visiting a lot of dentists that weren't really happy with what they did they were basically their big complaint was the overhead was so high uh and then i had said i had a change of heart i was going to go to chiropractic school and she basically kind of freaked out she thought i was wasting my life because of course she believed all the anti-chiropractic propaganda that was spewed out by the medical profession uh, she thought we were, you know, I was, I was getting into a field of quackery and started with basic. And so and my grandfather didn't talk to me for five years. He wanted me to go to medical school. And when I had made that decision, but the question I have is why is it so many dentists are so stuck on the fluoridation thing? I mean, I, I can't even get through to my dentist. They think I'm like some conspiracy theorist. Every time 
I, I brought him your videos. I bring him all kinds of stuff to read. Uh, you know, from neurologists. Blaylock is one of them who I've tried to get at CalGem as well about it being a neurotoxin. What's so? Why is it so hard to get through to these guys? And, and to me, it, it seems like it should even border on malpractice. It is malpractice. Uh, actually, it's a felony when they prescribe fluoride for children because it's an unapproved drug. But here's the deal. Is that dental school, like medical school, is not about education. It's about indoctrination. Exactly. And your mother went to school, and they indoctrinated her because there's somebody in a white coat in the front of the room. You've just matriculated with a very expensive university. You're, you're knocking yourself out to get good grades. And they lie to us continuously. And that there are some studies that uh, allegedly showed that fluoride was uh, beneficial when it was in the water supply. The recent Cochrane Review determined none of them would qualify by today's minimal standards. They all had biased investigators. They didn't have control groups. They didn't, they didn't have a large sample base. They were, um, uh, it's just, it, and, and that when they, what they did is they restricted the age to show there was a slight difference in age between six and eight years old. I'm losing you. You there? Let me, let me start with that, that why, why, why are so many dentists and dental hygienists so enamored with fluoride? The reason is very simple, is that they went to school, they paid to go to school, and they memorized what they were told at the front of the class, but they're not. In scientific investigators. The, the scientific investigators are receiving large funds of money from the United States government to prove that fluoride is beneficial. That's not why you do research. You do research to find the answer to a question. So if you find the, the wrong answer, oh, it's harmful, they either don't publish your study or they cut off your funding. So there are lots of studies, most of them from other countries, that show fluoride is extremely harmful. But we don't get them funded in this country because we have industry that generates fluoride that wants us to find only good things. And the, what that does, it creates kings and queens in dental schools who have large amounts of money, so they hire all their graduate students who go around saying how good fluoride is. That's what your mother heard when she was a dental hygiene student. That's what every dental student hears. So I call dental education indoctrination rather than education. They're not teaching you toxicology, how the, how the molecule interacts with every enzyme system in your body. They're teaching you how propaganda, to propagandize your neighbors about the benefits. And then they call you anti-child if you don't think it's a good idea. Well, you know, who's anti-child? They are. They're putting a chemical in the water, an element that damages every protoplasm. We are protoplasm. It damages all protoplasm. And so when you brush your teeth with it, sure, that'll knock tooth decay down a little. Makes the germs on your teeth sick. Right. What stupidity is that? Right. Use baking soda and salt like grandmother did. You That's put it in exactly the cookies what I use. I put, little, yes. I put a little peppermint oil in there, too. That's my toothpaste. Yes. Uh, so before we go to the next topic, and then we can wrap this up, because I know you got a call on the other line. Uh, what can people do within their own cities to get the fluoride out of the water in their municipality? The, that is going to be a tough job, and what we need to do is to work together. Every chiropractor has uh, 2,000 people, and what we need to do is to take the FDA warning letter that says fluoride is an unapproved drug. It has not been proven safe. It has not been proven effective. It's not for children. 
and deliver it that by hand to everybody that is a position in the water board, the county board, the, 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 uh, the city council, anybody in your community that has a power to decide needs to have one of those in their hand with, with you or your patients in tow, no more than three people at a time, saying, I'm very concerned. We have this unapproved drug in our water supply, and it's not right because children can't drink the water now. Babies can't drink the water or it will overdose them and damage their thyroid. Will you help us? Right. And then all they've got to do, they don't have to be anti-fluoride. All they have to be is in favor of law and order. We have laws in place that would prevent the addition of that chemical to the water supply. And that you, if you need help on that, I will be glad to help you. What we need is the champion who is elected to office or appointed to office to contact me. And that we will teach them how to simply be a law and order, transparency kind of person. So um, I'd like to see the toxicological data that you submitted in order to have this product approved as a water additive. Under Ronald Reagan, they did away with all controls of water additives. And they left it to industry. Well, who's the industry? All the people that are generating the water additives. It's the easiest standard in the world, toxicological data and a sample of it. So let me see the results of the sample. No, you can't. How about the toxicological data? We don't have any. Well, how can you get a certificate to drive a car if you never took the exam and you never drove the car? That's what we got. So law and order will just simply stand by our guns and say, you know, if you're going to add a drug to the water supply, you need to have FDA approval for that drug. Where is it? So let me ask you this. I mean, I'm big on water filtration, and I, I designed a little just home house system for drinking water, which not only – it's basically a reverse osmosis where we remineralize the water, and then we also make it alkaline. I don't know what your opinion is on that. But what do you do in your own house to protect yourself? I mean, if we can't get it out of the municipalities – what can people do in the interim till that happens as far as filtration is concerned, and what do you recommend? Well, most filters don't work. Uh, right. RO will lower the level of chloride. It doesn't get it all out. Um, bone char, uh, which bothers the, the vegetarians, and uh, activated alumina are the two uh, filtration medias. But I, I had a guy that said, oh, I got the best water filtration system in the world. lasts for three years. Anytime somebody tells you a filtration system lasts for a period of time, they're lying. If filtration lasts for a period of volume, how many gallons? Right. It doesn't last for time. It right. lasts for volume. So I said, I bet you're not right. And so he put it in and it failed in three months. Right. So there are, there are ways to get it out. It's expensive. Uh, the only way, and, and you know, I think you need to, I think we need to admit that municipal water is not for drinking. No. Municipal water is really good for washing the driveway, flushing the toilet, but if you're going to drink it, you need to further process it. And I like your alkaline water. I like your remineralized water. And that's and that's basically what you need to do is to take the stuff that the city put in, which is your, your chloramines and your fluorides and your trihalomethanes out, and then make sure that you have a nice balance of minerals uh, in every area of the United States. If you look around... There is a, a company selling good, clean, bottled water, and somebody, oh, I don't want to drink it out of plastic. You can get Palomar spring water delivered and put into your own stainless steel tank. There are ways to do this, and that you just need to pay attention and get her done. 
and that's the water. You don't you if I had a wonderful tomato basil soup and put it in a water tower about ten miles from your house, it wouldn't be good soup time it got to your house. Right. It would be bad soup, right. and that you can't get food out of a faucet. So get over it. It's not worth drinking. Go get a good supply of water for your body. So it, water is what your body uses to wash itself inside. Right, and that would be it's my what next... takes the junk out. My, my next question is, we all know that skin being our biggest organ, and if we're washing ourselves with water that's uh, concentrated with fluoride, aren't we absorbing a lot of it through our skin as well? Not only that, people like to swim. They like to sit in jacuzzis. They, you know, they, they like to take long, hot baths. The, all of this stuff means that if you're going to do this stuff, you need to clean the water up before you soak your body in because right. your organ, your skin is the biggest organ in the body. Right. And then my next question is, you know, you know, right now in, in medical science, everybody's talking about the microbiome and how important it is for gut health and digestion and your immune function. And even now we're seeing stuff on brain health. We are actually putting chlorine in the water, which its primary goal is to kill bacteria in the in the water. What kind of effect does that have as far as gut biome? I mean, nobody even really addresses that issue. Uh, it's not good for your gut, but even worse, it's bad for your prostate and your breast. Is that there are ten studies that Bill Marcus commissioned back in the seventies to look and see if the chlorination of water supply, and that I, I'm in favor of chlorinating the water or ozonating the water to get rid of infectious materials. Because you know, what do we use? The, you know, when you go to the toilet and you flush it, you know where'd that go? Yeah, right? exactly. Went downstream right. to the next town. So you got to take that stuff out. You got to do it somehow, and you can do it with ozone, or you can do it with chlorine. But you need to take that stuff out, otherwise you get cholera and all that other stuff. I'm I'm all in favor of that. However, that before you drink that, you need to take that stuff back out. So when Bill Marcus did his study finding that chlorine caused uh, an increase in breast and prostate cancer, the EPA's response was to demand that every municipality in the United States chlorinate the water supply to get rid of the control because the control showed what they were doing was making us have breast and prostate cancer. So instead of dealing with that and saying we need a better way or just tell people to quit drinking the water, they decided to erase the controls. That to me is the fundamental problem in this country. Our regulatory bodies behave as though they're puppets of industry rather than our puppets. And they don't protect us, they protect industry. And until we take their industry's rights to be a citizen, there was a Supreme Court decision years ago where they said that a corporation has all the rights of a citizen. That needs to stop. The corporations have only one thing in life that they care about, and that's greed. They want to make money. And that if you let them make money, they will make money at your expense they sway politicians by giving them huge amounts of money and let them drive Lamborghinis and golf trips, yada, yada, yada. The only people that should be involved in the electoral process of the United States are citizens of the United States. No Russians, no Germans, no Italians, just American citizens dealing with American issues. And the industry needs to take a step back 
and not be allowed to contact our elected representatives except in an open, transparent forum. They can talk all they want to. They just can't talk behind the scenes. And right now, they're sucked up tight behind the scenes, and our elected officials are doing their bidding, not ours. That's what we have to fix. Okay, cool. So I think for what I'm going to do with this is I'm going to I'm going to order that fluoride tester. Where'd you say you can get that again? It's called a chlorine. Chlor the word color. Okay. C o l o r i meter. Color meter. Color meter. And it measures the color of the water with a machine. You can't have any fingerprints on the tube. You know you got to clean it off so that you know it's clear. And uh, and so no you know they'll have, they'll it'll come with the uh, lens paper like you used to clean your camera back when we had cameras. Right. right. And so you clean the tube, you have a control with uh, that has one part per million in it, you put that in there, and so it says, okay, I know what one part per million looks like, and then you put the next one in, which is the water you got at your favorite restaurant where they say, we filter the water, and you put it in there and say, oh, it looks about the same as the tap water, huh? Oh, really? You know, it's so funny, because I was just up in uh, Vancouver for just a little relaxation trip with Mary Jane, and uh, they were bragging to me about the water, how good it was, because obviously it's not fluorid, fluoridated there. And but she brought it out, and you know, I I always smell water before I drink it, and I could not believe how bad it smelled with chlorine. And the lady was just like in pure denial, and I go, go get some Avion, and not that Avion's great water or anything. I, she poured that out, and I had her smell that, and then I had her smell the tap water. And it blew her mind. I mean, the people are just so desensitized to the fact. I think that's what happens because once I have a whole house filtration in my house as well, which cleans a lot of that crap out. I don't know what to read. That's why I want to get the fluoride tester. But, uh, you know, when you get used to clean water and then you go somewhere like we went to Vegas once and we took a shower there and it was like we were getting it was like a chlorine gas chamber, man. It was and people breathe that stuff, and that also has, you know, colon cancer is another side effect to that. So it's that, just amazing what? what people don't think of because they're just so desensitized and customized or accustomed to what's going on. Accustomed is what's my right. dog. What's that? My dog can tell the difference. Yeah. My dog can tell the difference. Right. She gets to drink good water here. We go out to a restaurant, and they put a little tray in front of her, and she says, I'll wait till I get home. Yeah, exactly. So. And a lot of animals anyway. are smarter than a lot of humans. Okay, last before we go, I'm really excited about you showing up this year. Uh, but we're going to cover the mercury amalgam issue and what people can do about that. Why don't you kind of give us a brief synopsis or uh, the direction you're going to go with that. Again, this is another um, indoctrination that the, the dentists get at school that there was no, uh, obviously, negative side effects to the the, the heavy metals, which is actually mercury, that they put in kids' mouths and adults' mouths? Well, actually, there is uh, lots of documentation about injury to dental personnel. When I started lecturing about mercury fillings in the 80s, I focused on dental personnel because they were saying, well, it was a problem, we noticed it. Well, take a look. The dentists are using 18 times more psychoactive drugs for insanity and depression, and, and they kill themselves like crazy. There is a problem. Infertility, a 40% decline in female fertility 
if they're working in a dental office. That's a, yeah, I always a thought toxic that all the psychoactive <laughs> stuff was uh, basically because they didn't like their job, and I never really thought about the toxicity issue. Well, you know, that's 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 the story. That so what happens is when some research comes up and shows something's bad, then what they do is they work an alternative uh, story. As always, just because they're you know they don't like plaque or something like that. Well, you know, what if you were a plumber and you're up to your elbows in doo doo every day, you know, and and distressed housewives because their kitchen sink doesn't drain. That's stressful. We deal with stress. It's not the reason the dentists are killing themselves. They're killing themselves because they are depressed. Depression is because the mercury has damaged their brain. So it's not a normal thing for humans to off themselves. And that's what they're doing. But if you look at, the, they did a whole state and looked at the drug use, and they compared the dentist to their paired social equal, and what the dentist was using 18 times more of the psychoactive drugs that deal with, you know, bipolar disorder. You can you can put a name on it, and they think, oh, you found out the cause. No, the cause is mercury. But just because you put a name on it doesn't mean that the mercury-related diseases are Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, MS. Lou Gehrig's autism, acridemia, and that's the short list. I mean, Alzheimer's. Well, what's the common? Yeah, that I say not not say Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's for sure. But what they also have proven that if you put mercury fillings in children's teeth, you damage their kidneys within five years. Thirteen percent of the American population have damaged kidneys already. Is that because they got mercury fillings in their teeth? Likely. So it's time for us to demand that they stop using this material. And that the, the, the lady at the FDA that uh, approved it over two different expert panels opinion was a board member of the Shine Company whose largest product is Amalgam. Thank you, President Obama, for appointing a person from industry to determine the safety of the materials that she's selling. Well, yeah, we see that a lot, especially with their added, the added all the people from Monsanto to their to their list of people on their panels there. Who've just been bought by the worst company in the world. Bear. Exactly. So, you know, what else did they do? Right. Oh, my, they're really good at making chemicals, aren't they? Right. So I, I kind of call it the – I think we're under full court press right now. We're getting it from every angle. We're getting it. It talks – I mean, and I don't know if you've read the book uh, Population Control by Jim Marr. Have you read that book? I have not, you but should let me it. say, you, I don't need to. I get it right back to the fundamental problem, industry. Right. Industry is controlling the shots. That we got to make them stop controlling the shots, and the only way we can do that is to remove their citizenship. They can't vote, but they use their wallet, which is really fat, to make our greedy little politicians look like a bunch of prostitutes. And that's what they've been doing in spades ever since Citizens United. So we need, the only way we can step this up and make them, the elected officials do our bidding is to make sure that the only way that they get popular support is from the citizens, not from industry, from the citizens. People who care and love this country and will do what they can to make it strong and great. Not greedy people who want to suck every little dime they can get out of you, even if it makes your children sick and your longevity shorter. So that's 
Billy D, that's the bottom line, and I want to thank you for putting on Cal Jam and having thousands of healers come together to talk about these issues. And we're excited to have you back February 24th, 25th, and 27th, or 20, 24th, 25th, and 26th if you need x-ray for the doctors. We have 18 hours of CE for everybody. Can I last ask you one more question, and then we'll wrap this up? Or do you guys sure. Okay. Do you think there's any possibility that there's an, a, depop, or a depopulation agenda? I have no doubt there is. Okay, good. That's all I wanted to know. So you got a phone call to make. This has been a great call. You and I could talk forever, and I know this will be well listened to. Signing off, brother. And I maybe we can do another one down the road? Whatever you want. All right. I love you. I love and appreciate everything you do and you as a person. And bring that great sense of humor that you had last year. You had them rolling in the seats last year. And I'm not even trying to be funny. They're trying to destroy our country. Yep. But if you can't laugh, you'd cry. All right, brother. As All I right. always say in closing, peace out and rock and roll, my friend. combo at In-N-Out Burger, a 12-pack of granola bars, a cup of green juice, or one month of access to the Cal Jam Network. At Cal Jam, we take pride in the array of topics our speakers have covered over the past eight years. With the Cal Jam Network membership, most of our speakers' talks can be accessed. In our network, you can also find numerous seminars from the Dead Chiropractic Society's monthly meeting with over 100 chiropractors and some of the best speakers in the profession. The Cal Jam Network is your all-access pass to Cal Jam and DCS workshops, videos, and chiropractic content. From past Cal Jam speakers to recent DCS seminars, the network is a great resource for anybody passionate about chiropractic health or global sustainability. So don't miss out. We upload new and exciting content monthly, which can stream on any device, even your smartphone. Join the CalJam Network today for only seven bucks a month at caljam.org forward slash network.